0: Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get, with Caesars Rewards. You must be 21 or older.
1: Welcome to Extra Points. Now, here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave
0: Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Spaghetti and meatballs fiddling with the knobs. We have babyface Joel Solomon producing this disaster of a show. And joining me, as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss. August 1st, we made it, Martin. You said it wouldn't happen, Check, You said it wouldn't happen. But we got to it. Our favorite day of the year, the Major League Baseball trade line, 6 p.m. or trade, what is it? The major the what, what the deadline, 6 p.m. Eastern today. Now, seriously, who cares? Check. NFL action. Right around Dead, the corner.
2: Deadline appropriate for baseball because yeah. it is hereby over in Damashek's book. We're on the football. Cincinnati <laughs> and beyond. Football America, we made it. We made it through the, uh, the doldrums of baseball and we came through clean on the other side. Now let's just get through the Civil War reenactments known as preseason games and start gambling on the real thing.
0: It's so funny. right? I have that written down. You refer to these preseason games as Civil War reenactments and whatever we got there. You ship the kids off to school. In a few mm. weeks, and uh, we're off and running. Uh, running backs, ironically, not off and running, but we'll get into that.
2: <laughs> That's uh, I like and, your new. I like your new uh, going a little more intense in 2023. Yes, let's ship all our children off to boarding school so that they don't get in <laughs> our way. Their their games now on Mondays and Thursdays. Who's got time for the kids at this point at all f- f- through autumn? We'll see you around the holidays. Come exactly. back home then.
0: Exactly. Listen, lots of football to talk about. Lots of baseball. Like I said, the trade deadline, um, even though I w- wasn't able to get those words out. Uh, <laughs> we have the play of the day coming up, but let's talk overnight. Something happened. Boy, they really don't make it easy to watch these games. Women's World Cup. I know it's in a different country altogether. Uh, U.S. played Portugal overnight. I gave out the draw at plus 480 on Caesars. And sure enough, it happened. We struggled. Boy, wow. Lucky to advance with the draw. Portugal hit a post in stoppage time. And uh we've only really played one good half in three games versus Netherlands. I'm not a an expert by any means, but um Martin, I feel like if you want some preseason football gambling money, bet Sweden in the round of 16. I believe that's Sunday. It's been ugly for the US women.
3: You know, and the other thing, I feel like when I was a kid and the Olympics were in Australia, like they ran it again during prime time so we could actually see what was going on. I'm sorry. I didn't have my alarm set last night. So I didn't know how the United States women's national team did because it's in the middle of the freaking night. Like you would think that maybe, like maybe just maybe we could cut on the TV in the morning and see what was going on over there. But you know what? This is what's wrong with Americans in soccer. We pay attention once every four years and then they're like, wait, wait a minute. We're not good at this. What happened? (laughs) What's wrong? I don't I can't believe it. Like once every four years, like, wait, we didn't pay attention to this at all for the last four years. The last women's soccer moment that I really, truly can remember that didn't involve Megan Rapino is mm-hmm. Brandy Chastain ripping a shirt off. Yeah, I was I was in grade school. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, wait a minute, the rest of the world got better at this. That's no what put way. you through uh, puberty, right?
0: Isn't that what uh, turned things around for you? I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to be pulling their shirts off uh, anytime soon on the U.S. side check. But yeah, they don't make it easy to watch these games on either coast. It's like midnight or 3 a.m. And uh, it's tough to watch. And even when you watch, it's tough to watch.
2: Well, maybe lose the shirt and we'll see if that improves the oh, U.S. women's lot there, you know, to show some support. Are you, are you a patriot or not? Yeah. Um, I, I I'm legit curious about this. I, I I've made it pretty clear. I don't know. I, I don't know about <laughs> the, the every, it's a Martin's I don't know every four years, what do I know about us soccer versus oh. how good the rest of the world is? This is, this is a new marker in the sand, Sal or, or, mm-hmm. or something else or in the casino or whatever
4: mm-hmm.
2: you have long bet on things that you have no knowledge of. Right. right. I mean, you, you you would admit that you've you've bet on some weird things, not as oh, many yeah. as Harry has, but still you've bet on some things that you don't rightly know a, a, a thing about. How do you approach making those bets? And more importantly, let's look ahead here. How are you going to make your next wager on the U S women's soccer team? Cause you don't know anything more than you did two weeks ago about them. Right. Or well, do
0: you? I, I mean, look,
2: it's like anything
0: else, but right. I don't know the names on the jerseys. Do they even have names on the jerseys? I'm not sure, but uh, I don't know. You know, you get enough data, you see enough play, you see enough, well, this team beat this team. Well, this team lost to this team. You could do the A versus B stuff. And then all of a sudden you think you have knowledge, but, um, Yeah, I I, I think I'm not sure I'd like I'm curious to see because they've been a big favorite. They were favorite to win the whole thing, the U.S. women. And now they play a team that's um, just on its face better, just stronger, got their crap together. I think what we have is and I'm listening to a lot of soccer experts saying we're keeping the old guard on for no reason. The Megan Rapinos of the world don't need to sub in late because they're even, Hmm. you know, they're even not as good as a not so fresh starter. Uh, if I can come up with those names for the for the U.S. women, so I think even though I have the U.S. women to make it to the semifinals pre-tournament, I think they go out Sunday against oh, Sweden. Oh no! So, but
2: don't tell me. Yes, I've said but, to you, you're a, you're, a, you're you're you. The the this is really. I know. Well, now it will just be a hedge. Don't pass. Don't now pass it would just south. be a hedge.
0: I know. I know. It's not good. If You
2: bet against the U.S. of A. This is another thing in time. And by the way. I, I'm on the record. I rooted for not Canada to beat the U.S. This has been misrepresented over Vietnam, the years. Vietnam,
0: you rooted for Vietnam. No, yes. I
2: did not root for Canada to beat the U.S. Oh. In the gold medal game of the men's hockey thing in, in the Olympics years mm-hmm. ago, I rooted for Sidney Crosby to score the overtime winner, which he did. And, and I was elated. I wasn't rooting right. against the U.S. I was rooting uh, for my favorite player. Right. No, no, no. That's, yeah, Martin, that's, he that's, wanted uh, Sidney
0: Crosby to score 11 goals, but the U.S. to win. That's
2: uh, an important that distinction yeah. to make. Right. Yeah. Well, so I understand what? I that you cut your own, own hair, Dave.
3: Mm. I know you cut your own hair, but that right there um, is splitting hairs. <laughs> splitting hairs.
2: All right, so what what are you going to do, Martin? You're going to bet against the U.S.? Because that's exactly what I'm reading this morning is all about, like, boy, the attack isn't right for the U.S. and the team they're about to play has it all together and all that. You're going to really bet against red, white, and blue?
3: Yes, (laughs) I will. I have learned from one of the best in the game. His name is Sal. And it turns out that simply because you would like something to happen does not mean you should bet on it. That is the lesson I've learned from Sal betting on the uh, what is it the, the United Federation of Russian soccer players there and so on and so forth. It is not about what I would like to happen because if it was about what I'd like to happen, I'd be a quadrillionaire. It's about right. what's going to happen, and, and also the United, Shaq, United States is going to lose.
0: These women gave up on us. Why shouldn't we give up on them? This is the way I I look at it. And another way I look at it is I really love Swedish fish. It might be my favorite uh, candy out there. That's not (laughs) chocolate. So
2: uh, now you're really rationalized. But you Mm. talk about looking at the face. Look at the face of George Washington and Benjamin (laughs) Franklin staring right back at you. When you take the bills out to bet on Sweden, (laughs) the devil, they're looking at you. That look on their eyes is a look of scorn. I take it.
0: I turn the bills around. I collect them from the back. So okay. I don't have to worry about that. Hey, <laughs> speaking of uh, big winners out there, our July prop culture winner, Kevin McDonald, 10, right? Martin, there's only 10 questions about mm, Oppenheimer geez. and Barbie succession stock and Nathan's hot dogs. Perfect score. And now Kevin McDonald, old McDonald has a hat and a beautiful gold one at that. So good job by you, uh, Kevin McDonald. Now, Let's talk baseball. As I mentioned, trade deadline today. Um, The Mets get rid of Scherzer. They give get rid of their closer, David Robertson. Um, They pay most of Scherzer's salary. They paid, I think 35 million out of the 57 million Texas pays the other 22, but they get four top 100 prospects in return. Um, I I don't know if this is the, you know, the the smart business way to do this. If if there are like 10, Max Scherzer's out there. We just buy them all and then pay the luxury tax every year and then just accumulate prospects check. It seems like eventually it would pay off. Right.
2: I guess. Well, obviously you're <laughs> speaking my language with trading away a player who's good in the here and now to right. for, for a future that may or may not be bright um, with my favorite team. I, you know, <clears throat> I think that um, it's weird. It's sort of like what I said about Otani. You're not going to like what I'm going to say here. Sal. Oh, come on. Um, I, it's like I said about Otani a couple of weeks ago. What are the halos saying to their fan base and to the guys in the clubhouse? If you deal away this guy who's a once in a century guy, you just can't do that. If Otani chooses to leave, shame the devil and shame on him. Right. But you can't, as the organization, deal well, away not that better. guy. It doesn't look like they did. Well, right. I think that. But I. I but my point was, why don't instead of trading go for it right now. Make some investment in right now and try to win him over. Same goes with these Metropolitans. I know you're not going to like this, but mm. they are only five back. What's oh, to say no. over 55 games they couldn't... get? I mean, it's not like a, it would be an, a superhuman feat for the Metropolitans to sneak in the back door They'd have the to go postseason right now. I looked at it.
0: They're 50 wins, 15-55. They, they have to get like 90. Uh, I mean, 92 would be low um, to get in. They'd have to go 42, and uh, now I don't know what the... Uh, that, that so don't, That's not a math that gets something. you crazy. What you have well, to look at is you five jump back, five teams. close the gap
2: on one team. No, right. but you, know, you don't have at. that.
0: And this is what the Yankees can't benefit from either. You don't have that 19 games against the division anymore either, where you could leapfrog hmm. to get, not that they're going to catch the Braves anyway. It'd be a wild card uh, thing. But um, yeah, so it's harder. It's harder even now. Mark, what were you going to
3: say? I was going to say, I'm looking at the fact that uh, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. But uh, Acuna Jr., yeah, uh, younger brother. I looked at some of his minor league stats. Uh-huh. He might be better than Max Scherzer in a year, right? right? Like that. That right there looks like a win. But Sal, I don't know how you could bury the lead. We haven't uh-huh. spoken in over a week. You yeah. were in attendance yeah, at the Mets game, uh-huh. in which. They had back-to-back, fattest home run hitters back-to-back in <laughs> Major League Baseball funny. history, and you were there. Right. No, Peter I, I, Lonzo I, I, is not fat.
0: He's just got a big bad. caboose. That's where his power what? comes from, the legs and the and the backside. But, uh, yeah, it was Vogelback oh. back and, uh, and Alonzo back-to-back. Yeah. Well,
3: wasn't, it, wasn't that the heaviest back-to-back home that runs That was a ever? joke,
0: Martin. It was a jo- like a parody account or something. No one's weighing people back-to-back home runs. It, it can't be. It, 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 Cecil Fielder and whoever batted next would have to be the answer. Right, Shaq?
3: I don't know. I mean, Daniel Vogelbach yeah. is bigger than I know Cecil Fielder as a sixty-five year old man and Daniel Vogelbach seems bigger than him at twenty-four.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not saying but, now, yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I I I thought that was a joke, but I'll take it if it's not. I like that back I thought that guy. was
3: legit. I thought it was legit. It made hey, you know what? On its face, it made sense to me because Peter Lonzo and Daniel <laughs> Vogelbach, both guys who probably could be playing on fun on Sundays in September and October. No, like those those are two big fellas.
0: Well, spaghetti, what could Alonzo weigh? He's a big, strong man like you. I know there's a lot of jokes, but... And don't say anything stupid here. What, what's the most...
4: Uh, uh, well, uh has a—he is a beautiful yes. body. Um, I don't think we should be discussing <laughs> right. his way. He, He—he looks perfectly fine. That's what Thank a man you. should look like. Um, and he's by far my favorite med, and uh, he should like it. Just that's the ideal male body. Anything otherwise is—that's <laughs> is, uh, right. what a man
2: should look like. That's—that's that's the ideal. That Joe, I should I be a He's not 245,
0: is he? You're joking.
3: I mean, I, I, I don't oh, have shut a scale up. right yeah. now, but yeah, Vogelbach is two hundred and seventy, uh, and according to
4: the internet, two forty-five. That's what it was. So. Ah, whatever. It's not the fattest combination. Oh, Lou well, Pinella that, was
2: crazy. a slob. But, like they yeah. must have had another fellow, like Chris Chambliss and Lou yeah. Pinella back to back. Would would have right. been a pretty heavy pair, yeah. right?
0: Boog Powell. I'm trying to think of just anybody who one of the guys well, carries it.
5: There is a Met. There's a method that weighs. Oh more yeah, than Rusty, of them stop because Bartolo alone. Yeah. Oh. No, Bartolo Colon right, came in at no two eighty five, and that, guy uh, that hit wasn't a back
0: to back after that. Rusty yeah, Schaub sure.
2: didn't hit home <laughs> runs, but he was a fat
0: guy. Yeah, he choked up too much to hit too many home runs. Well, anyway Balboni
2: was fat. No, we're naming fat baseball uh, players. Yeah, yeah saying, it's, oh, hold
0: uh, on. Joe Sharpen. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> been some big ones about, but uh, maybe even Ruth Gehrig probably weighed more, didn't they? Maybe oh the yeah, that Yeah.
2: Yeah, and what what was the other? Well, who was the? Uh, they had another big fella on the Yanks back then too. Another. The catcher wasn't it bill george was it bill bill, bill Dickey was
0: a catcher i thought and uh, bill Dickey. i'm okay. sorry i'm getting
2: confused anyway, anyway i did go to know, the they, stadium
0: I, I gave my thoughts and review on the new ballpark i call it the new ballpark yankee stadium they they redid it like 13 years ago so i'm clearly right on top of things but um i, I didn't love it i went over it i think we did the breakout on uh, against all odds too many ads check you go in that ballpark it looks like any other uh, I feel outside there's nice nostalgia. I didn't go through, you know, the legends hall or anything like that, but, uh, I want to bring Brown mustard back to the ballparks, even if I have to supply it myself, the fact that a New York team doesn't give it out. And I have to look this up. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing something and there is Brown mustard, but the last two parks I went to no Brown musters, the dispensers. Okay. But, uh, they didn't. They used to give it out with the hot. Certainly, if a hot dog was served to you at the seat, they would give you out a brown mustard pack, right? I lose my in mind. Chavez
2: Ravine. In Chavez Ravine, yeah. we, we've regressed. I thought that was a stroke of uh, of forward thinking, maybe oh. five years or so ago at uh, Dodger Stadium. They did have the separate. It wasn't even the packet. They had the like push down. Really. Psh, psh, psh brown mustard thing right there gone next to the yellow and the red mm-hmm. uh the the ketchup and the and, and and the and the yellow mustard which is of course inferior right. in every instance to brown mustard I'm mm-hmm. glad you've joined this cause Sal as you know uh some years ago 10 years or so ago I was given a legitimate a doctorate from the National mustard uh Institute that's true I have a, a doctor oh. of mustard and I fully support your cause and I also as I always say, is there any occasion that you would prefer the yellow? I, I, give give me the give it's me. It's for
0: kids. It's for kids. We went over it's not this. not even. But yeah.
2: What kid likes yellow? What? Uh, but even. think about that Maybe does a yellow kid like yellow mustard? No. It's too a yellow kid,
0: Shaq. Come on. What are you talking? What? What? what no. 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 Uh,
2: a <laughs> no, 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 okay. mustard, the condiment, not I see. the kid. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't know.
0: I want to look into it because I might be missing something. Maybe I was eating in the wrong pavilion, but for New York to start this or, or jump on board with this, I don't know, unless it's a vendor issue where it's league wide, they made a decision or something. You got to bring it back. You can't boast that you have the best uh, brats in the in the universe and then throw a yellow mustard on it of right co- there. Of course for a sense.
2: Martin, yeah. well, I mean, right. Th- th- this isn't some generational thing, is it?
3: No, it's not. And the other thing is, like, to the point, who, like, I don't know who wants yellow mustard ever, right? So, like, it's just like we have this ubiquitous yellow mess, which is mm-hmm. gross, that's just regularly there. I thought I hated mustard for the longest because I only had to be exposed to the yellow. And mm-hmm. I come to find out all these other mustards and brown mustard and all this other type of stuff, it reminds me of aioli versus mayonnaise. It's like I hated mayonnaise. All of a sudden, these restaurants are putting out garlic aioli. Come to find out, it's just mayonnaise. If they had just, I mean, the branding is great on that. They need to really focus on fixing the mustard branding because the idea that you can't get like mustard, brown mustard, and and green relish for every Mm. hot dog or honestly, anything that has a meat and a bun is is un-American.
0: Yeah, green relish. I agree. Yeah, a green. That's we'll we'll tackle di- green. Rel- well, we'll get to green relish in a minute, but let, let's let's get the mustard. <laughs> I mean, I'd give up the pitch clock for this to get the, our mustard back. All right.
2: Anyway, but don't you see? It's a, the green mustard. Refer- a green uh, relish. It <laughs> makes the makes the point. The yeah. fringe benefit is here's Here is the marketing approach of someone who really wants to perpetuate brown mustard, spicy mustard in our society as the only mustard. Mm-hmm. They should do a whole marketing campaign about like. We're mustard. Don't even apologize. Don't mm. try to clarify. We're spicy. We're brown. Mustard. No, we're mustard going forward. I don't know what that yellow stuff is, but it ain't mustard. We're well, it, mustard. It, it, it's not even and like then you Goldin's,
0: don't have to clarify. It, it's I like goes Gold- against hunts. Right? They both have different kinds of mustard. Right? So it's, uh, I, I don't know why. No. I, I don't know why this is I'll, so hard. Just bring it back, Dave.
3: It's like the University of Louisiana Lafayette was named as such. But uh, for the entirety of my life, I knew people that went to UL Lafayette. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, four years ago, I'm watching college football, and there's the University of Louisiana ranked in the top uh, 24. Had never right. heard of it. What are we talking about? University of Louisiana. That doesn't exist. You know what they did? They rebranded. Mustard should take one. That's
2: it. That's okay. all. That's what you do. That's, right. I, you, you just start calling yourself Mustard, and then you, the, the ponderous – conversations with the waiter mm-hmm. like oh you mean yellow no 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 i mean spicy oh like you mean i right. like I'm, I'm talking about mustard the kind that's good on 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 all foods better than the yellow kind that's what i'm talking about this it just does away with all that we're all we're going brown as a society period well, this is it goodbye yellow
0: this is our big cause and we're gonna we're gonna tackle it at least as it um pertains to baseball you might remember years ago Um, we had, you know, there was talk of no football in the fall of what? 2020 Mm, check. Right. And uh, we got the games moved to, what was it called? Um, (laughs) what was it called? Rock. Bubble Rock. Bubble, Bubble Rock, Rock, Maine. Bubble yes, Rock. I already forgot. I mean, it was that. But anyway, we got that That's done. Right. So don't don't count us out. We'll do this. <laughs> That's right. Our next successful cause. <laughs> this comes three years later, but, you know, it takes time. We got to do a victory lap there. Uh, Mikey Meatballs, you and the family went to Yankee Stadium last night, right? And you saw them lost. Now, you put together some streak yourself in seeing your team lose, haven't you?
4: Yeah, I don't think I've seen them win. Uh, probably in maybe a year and a yeah, half. Yeah, you know enough. Yeah, yeah. The Yankees. Yeah, it was miserable last night. Awful. And they <laughs>
0: they, awful. they got down early, which seems to be the case in a lot of these games. But uh, you know, spaghetti meatballs. They they you know, they like to blame other things. Spaghetti, you blame the lovely Jada, your uh, fiance. Uh, about <laughs> I don't, it might be you guys. You ever think of that?
4: Well, you have a good point. I think now. Me and Meatball should go to like a Giants versus uh, Cowboys yeah. game and then see who the real like cursed person that's, is. Ooh, that that's good, interesting. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I do feel very, very bad for the uh, entire Sicoli family having to see that atrocious team right. playing well, in the Well, there you go.
0: That's what you'll have to do. The two of you break the tie. Nobody else in the arena, just the two of you. Watch uh, Cowboys-Giants opening uh, week. So that'll be fun. Right, let's take a quick break, and then we'll talk about our beloved NFL when we return. All right, lots of running back news. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, this is the most interesting thing. He says the Colts are lying about his injury status. They are saying he has back issues, which put him on this NFI list. He was already on PUP, which could make him SOL for a 2023 paycheck. I, I, I'm not sure, Martin, what the else the league can do to screw running backs. I mean, he could get, as it is now, he could get, uh, part of his salary deferred in 2023. They could tag him in 2024 and 2025 and he can never get a big contract. The, the hazing process should be investigated as far as I'm concerned with running backs in the
3: NFL. <laughs> no, and I mean, I, team Jim Ursay, first of all, Twitter X, whatever it's called, he should log off.
1: Uh,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> he's run. He, he is a wild boy when it comes to that. Um, mm-hmm. but just, just, You're you're really playing a dangerous game in which you say, hey, Jonathan Taylor, you hurt your back preparing for to to train for football. We're not going to pay you anymore. Like, I I don't know how that works. It's not like Naheem Hines, where my boy was on a jet ski and got hit. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like it's one thing if you get hurt in the process of preparing to play football. It's another thing entirely. If you get hurt, just having a good time. And like, then it's another thing if
0: they're making it up.
5: <laughs> he that's says what I'm he about saying. say. I don't suffer. think he's hurt at yeah. all. So like, yeah. that's
3: the general point. Yeah. It's just crazy to see. I don't know where we got to a point in the league where we're like seeing. Like, I liked the Colts this season because of Jonathan Taylor. That was yeah. the only reason why. I, I, the last time we did the podcast, I was like, you know, look out for the Colts in the AFC South because they'll be able to run the ball because they have yeah. Jonathan Taylor. And I guess I was the only person – who felt that way because Jim Ursa doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Nobody in the Indianapolis feels that way. I, it, it's, I can't imagine not wanting to pay Jonathan Taylor $14 million a year, but that's just me.
0: Scheck, uh, why are we treating running backs like they all have uh, leprosy? <laughs> what goes on? Well,
2: <laughs> I, I hear that's a Florida specific uh, problem yeah. that we're going through, right? Not sure legitimately is. leprosy. Mm-hmm. That would be a fun thing to add given the collision. Uh, nature. So like, what if guys arms started falling off that would add a new wrinkle to the game. Right. Um, But I, you know, by the way we have coming up on minus three um, in a couple of days with Chris long and we jump in on this and we were talking about Jim Ursay. we just uh, had the conversation before we got going here today. And, you know, from the player level and be like, what the hell is Jim Ursay doing? Why did he do this? Well, it was so weird to attack. His star running back? It, it, it makes no sense. I don't get exactly where he's coming from, especially at this point in the conversation. <laughs> Why did Ursay do that? It's really weird. But beyond all that, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world that that running backs are being treated this way. And I think that running backs are spinning around like, hey, we have to solve this. And it's been a problem mounting for at least a half decade now. I wonder if Derrick Henry had made it clean. Through 2022, if he had mm-hmm. been in perfect health and and, and had a good career, would people then would, pe- would would the conversation be different now? But there's as a you know, there's zero evidence that it's a good idea to be paying a running back that level of bank. and And, and the only the most positive piece of evidence that running backs have high end running backs have is that the San Francisco 49ers in Shanahan's offense. Any running back, Tevin Coleman, Matt Breda, anybody will succeed in this. Then why did they have to go get Christian McCaffrey in their opinion? Why did they pay what they had to pay to get Christian McCaffrey? Clearly there's a difference that can be, that is available to you. Mm. And, but still with the, you know, availability, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, like there's not any evidence that it's worth that level of the cap to pay a guy that when you can kind of get by with with a league average guy there I guess you can't
3: though you can't really get by like the way to get by with the league average running back is to have a hall of fame quarterback so congratulations if you have Patrick Mahomes you have Tom Brady if you go back and look through the stats like the Super Bowl winners and sure if you just so happen to draft a guy who is blessed with a rocket on his right shoulder then yeah congratulations you'll probably win a lot more games than you lose but you want to talk about Derrick Henry getting through 2022. I go back three years ago, Mahomes' first Super Bowl appearance. The uh-huh. Tennessee Titans were in the AFC Championship game on the back of Derrick Henry. Like the, sure. the San Francisco 49ers were in the NFC Championship game this year on the back of Christian McCaffrey. Like, because in part they didn't have quarterbacks, <laughs> like they just didn't have guys that were any good playing the position due to injury or whatever. And like, I just don't understand, like, sure, if you draft a Hall of Fame quarterback, knock yourself out. I think that would be a great strategy. But if you are, you know, the other 28 teams in the league, maybe just maybe you should try to invest in a way to win that is not paying Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins or, or Dak Prescott millions and millions, like one fourth of your cap, because they're not that guy. They, well, they just, I don't understand listen. it.
0: Listen. I, I don't know how it changes. I, you might have to have three or four running backs go for 2,500 yards on the ground this year. And I don't even know if that changes, but one thing's for sure. The NFL, when Snyder stepped aside, the NFL needed a new worst owner and Ursa is like, I know a guy, let me jump in here. Let me talk about what happens when me and Jonathan Taylor, when we both die, what happens to the league? Like, yeah, we get it. Everything moves on. You jerk.
2: Keep quiet. How bizar- like, so- I mean, Really bizarre. I mean, Martin's point is interesting though, because yeah, that's right. It's it's a, a league based around the recent evidence available. So the Chiefs mm-hmm. have won all those Super Bowls and they never had a good running back doing it. And so people lean on that. Sure. The Eagles get to the Super Bowl and Miles Sanders is their feature back. Now he plays in uh, in North Carolina. So there's not an indication that you have to have that guy to get those. I, but I completely get it. And on a human level, I feel bad for these guys who are getting the worst beating of anybody on the field. And they're paid. Not the well, least, but you know, so I mean among a words, premium position, you would think.
0: Patrick Mahomes owes the running backs an apology. Or That's create right. a nice little tip jar as I uh he's your as villain. I right. He's exactly. your villain running he's back, the, back right? not Ursay. Uh meanwhile, while we were gone, Saquon Barkley signed. Um, they basically added bonuses to what would have been a tag number there, right? So I want to go over odds to hit his bonuses. Uh thirteen hundred and fifty yards rushing. Eddie Spaghetti, I'm gonna bring you in. I don't know if you've had time to think about this. You're fresh off this uh, engagement tour. By the way, I want to get a t-shirt. Is there a t-shirt for the Eddie Jada engagement tour? uh, Summer.
3: Jersey's out.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah. There's a whole Jersey. I was just going to
4: say it. I could do one better. So I could give it, I can give you the Mr. Montemarino, I, I can even it. sign it um, and, and, and frame it and send it to you. That was a yeah, custom job that I found. <laughs> um, yeah. I have, I have been looking over the Saquon Barkley stuff. Um, I think, well, obviously the number one, he's never rushed for 1350 in his career. Is it feasible? For sure. He's, he's eclipsed the 1300 mark. Never Did you see at 1350. Um, I'm,
0: I'm trying to look. Yeah. It's a thousand added. point five. I mean, yeah.
4: <laughs> I think that's, so the reason why I think that that's smart, it's, it's stay away from that one, is I think the Giants are going to transition into a... A more pass happy team they added it's like if you follow the buffalo bills with Dave ball he was there from 18 to 21 as, as oc and we just saw josh allen get better and better they go and bring in stefan Diggs to really compliment him and make him you know at the get him to the height of his powers what did the giants do this offseason? they didn't get a stefan Diggs. they got mm-hmm. a darren waller i mean i know you don't want to buy into training camp hype and stuff but one thing i do trust are the same beat writers that have been there for years and years and years and they have said the giants offense has always been destroyed by the giants defense uh really since like Eli's like heyday from like the 7 to 11 years when he was like in the Super Bowls and winning the Super Bowls and they said Dalen Jones has just been awesome they said Darren Waller was so good they had to take him out the mm. giants will become a more pass savvy team which is why I do think the touchdown one is interesting because I do see a path for him to get like he had 10 touchdowns last year zero receptive or a uh, rushing touchdowns zero receiving touchdowns I do see him like in that Seven, eight, nine rushing touchdown range, and maybe a handful, less than a handful. They want 11 rushing touchdowns, them, right? So I think he Is that
0: the number? There. Yeah,
4: I think eleven. Yeah, eleven. I I think that could happen. And in the sixty-five receptions, um, his rookie year. I mean, he had over a hundred targets. So mm-hmm. I think that is also feasible if Jones does check it down to him. Uh, last year only over a shade over seventy targets. So they have to bring that number up to feel comfortable with it. So if I had to rank them, what I feel the most strongly about, I would say mm-hmm. touchdowns one. Um, because and, and Daniel Jones is awesome in the red zone. All Warren Sharp tweets out those great stats uh, about quarterback analytics. Daniel Jones is very efficient in the red zone. Uh, I I think the screen game with Barkley could get him to the 11 touchdown mark. Then I would put receptions to, and then far and the away. The third. rushing yards is yeah. definitely they have, the uh,
0: yeah. his over under for touchdown uh, rushing touchdowns is seven and a half. So to get to 11, you have to catch a few. I, you know, and we discussed this on against all odds the other day, Sheck. And because it looks like these running backs, this is how their contracts are going to look, right? Okay. Whatever the franchise tag would be for the greats plus a few incentives. I'm not sure where the league comes down on gambling players, gambling on themselves. It really, they're kind of, uh, they're kind of like uh, flimsy on the topic. No, of course they don't want the players gambling, but would this be a way to cash in on your incentives by betting against your incentives?
2: <laughs> this is a, this is a great idea. I if really every like dollar
0: this. counts. I mean, you've got to start looking at it. Obviously you don't go to, caesars and put the bet in saquon barkley but someone close to no. you right yeah
2: i i mean imagine you know listen this is gonna be this is gonna be the thing though like saquon barkley there that was floated what a week ago when they had that powwow i think they kind of shot it down in, yeah. in their zoom call but they they did at least talk about like Hey, maybe we pretend to be hurt a little bit. Like maybe uh-huh. we're just not available all the time, as though that would be that that would cause the uh, the position to uh, to be elevated for some reason. If these guys start pulling yeah. that stuff, yeah, it we're backfired. just not available to play.
0: <laughs> Instead, the team pretended you were hurt and that, like started docking your pay. <laughs> it's a ridiculous thing, yeah.
2: but I really do wonder. Like, is Saquon Barkley, or I don't not not making it about him alone, but you know, you would think that some percentage of guys is like, hey, I've had too many touches, coach. You know, no, mm-hmm. the idea that you would be able to put some cap in a contract or otherwise like, Hey, Dable, I only want 250 touches this year. Anything more is going to really damage my long-term future. Right. That would never go. But I think players think you can do that in the off season. But once you get into it, that would, that would never fly. But I do have to say quickly under on everything. This is where, mm. uh, our, our Venn diagram overlaps, Sal, don't pass Sal and Dave. You've convinced me. Bet every individual player's under and it will result in you well, in the black by the end of it. It's it, just it's the way it goes. Does. I'm sorry to say I don't even, it's I don't even it like
0: goes. to talk about it because I feel like and I feel like they have moved the odds. We saw Saquon at a thousand point five. And when you break that down over 17 games, if he stays healthy, that's fewer than 60 yards rushing a game. It's really, really low. But the reality is. Maybe if you're you,
2: right. Yeah, that is low, but you're, you're yeah, still you right. Gotta You've been bet them right.
0: Yeah. You got to bet all of them on there because by week 10, you're going to have seven or eight running backs who are just out of the mix because of injuries and then just split on the rest and, uh, and you'll make a profit.
2: But I, that's, I, I, that's, I said that, you know what? It's funny when somebody thinks of you, when there's news in, in the world, Mm -hmm. then you're winning. Well, consider yourself a winner, Sal, because when I saw Joe Burrow get hurt, you were the first person I thought of. Like, see, that's why you bet the under on every play. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. er Yes. Everybody's going to have, get dinged, or a lot of guys are going to get dinged over the course of the 17 weeks. And so it's always smart, no matter how good you think that individual is, that his statistical, it's likely that his numbers are going to be below. But But also another quick thing is, Eddie Spaghetti said he's hearing good things out of Giants camp. It's time for the annual reminder on August 1st. (laughs) Everything that happens between now and week one is a lie for your eyes. Don't listen to it. If you're going to be putting your hard dollars on the line, Mm -hmm. do not ingest training camp info as a way to guide you. It's all jive. It's Mm -hmm. all meaningless. Do not pay attention to it. The only thing you'll need to hear are the injuries. That's the only thing you need to, to track in the right. month of August. Otherwise it's just going to distract you and take you sideways and cause you to overthink your bets for the season. And you mentioned
0: it. you mentioned Joe Burrow. He, he It seems like he got lucky. That that looked ugly Um, getting carted off. And just the way he hopped over to the cart was not pretty, but it's a strained calf as far as I know, right? Bengals still plus 160 to win that division. The big injury that, what I saw occur during our break was Jalen Ramsey underwent surgery to repair a damaged meniscus, Martin. He's out till December. Um, uh, don't love the Dolphins. Didn't didn't love them a few weeks ago. They're, I think, having as far as bizarre preseasons go, I think they're having the most bizarre out of any of them.
3: Yeah, to Dave's point about how all this is alive for your eyes, I mm-hmm. was also thinking about how we should really quantify this. Next thirty-one days before we really get to the meat and potatoes of what we're doing here, there's no such thing as good training camp news. All mm-hmm. the good news are lies, and all the bad news is super impactful. Like the best way to and the best way to do training camp is like this is 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 just like the just go ahead, go in, clock in, clock out. Everybody like like go working at the factory. You leave it there. You don't come back. You don't bring it home with you. You just go in, you clock out, and then once you see week one starts, that's when you really dive in and really pay attention Mm -hmm. to the minutia of all of this. I'm with you, Dave. And I will say this, though. I have seen of the two things that have made me incredibly concerned out of training camp so far. A, it does not – every single video from the Atlanta Falcons is a ridiculously underthrown ball to the point that I'm like, like, they're, they're, they're highlighting it like, oh, look at Clark Phillips, undrafted rookie defensive back. And I'm just like, dude, that ball was five yards off every single time. And Dave, the one thing I've seen so far out of Saints training camp was a nice – Five-yard route from Derek Carr to Michael Thomas in slow motion. I was wondering, why is this a slow motion? I said, oh, because they have to make this clip 10 seconds long. That's why.
2: It wasn't in slow motion. That's the worst thing of all. That was full (laughs) speed. That's how Michael Thomas runs now. You know, the other – well, it's funny you say, because the thing that I've seen out of Saints camp, boy, Jimmy Graham. Found the fountain of youth. He yeah. looks great. <laughs> what are we talking about? Jimmy Graham didn't even play last year, mm-hmm. and then when he did play last time, we did see him. He, he looked like an old man. Yes, uh, I'm sure that th- this is a great. This is the personification of why you don't pay attention to it. Jimmy Graham in 2023, lighting up uh, at Saints camp.
3: That and uh, Zoolander mm-hmm. himself, Jake Kaner, It's apparently the best seven on seven quarterback in the history of seven on seven. So there you go. Yeah. Take well, that it was
0: me. not a great court. I mean, so I shouldn't get so. I, so you guys are telling me August 1st, I shouldn't get upset about Dak Prescott throwing ducks to mesh jerseys that look different from his different <laughs> colors. I, I shouldn't. that. That's okay. You, <laughs>
3: right. hey, uh, Sal, you can't be mad about anything that happens. Dallas Cowboys related <laughs> in Oxnard, California.
0: Okay. All right. You're right. I've seen some uh, tragedies there. By the way, one thing I will be upset about is Jerry Jones came out and said, I I guess he was asked about the Cowboys ring of honor. And when Jimmy Johnson made the hall of fame, he's like, he's got a spot in the ring of honor and we're going to get to that in Dallas. And now he was asked about it and he says, well, there are other coaches who are worthy of uh, the ring of honor too. I don't know why we're just talking about Jimmy Johnson. Let me just say this check. If Jason Garrett goes into the ring of honor, Before Jimmy Johnson. That may that may be it for me. That that could be it.
2: (laughs) You're taking the ring back. Who else is he talking about? (laughs) Well, (laughs) clearly it's Dave Dave Campo. Dave Campo? (laughs) I I watch Hard Knock, same as you. That San Antonio Dome year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was Dave Campo. The 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 this is when to me, for real, this is when they cease to be America's team. When I was watching, Mm. I was like, Dave Campo no America's team. You can't do better than that. How embarrassing no,
0: that that's when they became uh, solidified America's team when he was our 65 pound overweight coach. And we've gone, gone back to it with uh, Mike McCarthy. Uh, that's,
2: <laughs> this um, is a that's disgrace. A, that's America. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, who cares? Whatever. I'm sure Dak Prescott and uh, CD lamb don't give a crap about Jimmy Johnson's relationship with Jerry Jones. Right. But on the other hand, it is spiritually wrong. I mean, can you imagine? It's, it's weird wrong. that like Terry yeah. Bradshaw makes a big deal about I didn't get along with the Emperor Chaznol, hmm. And that's a black mark. That's a stain on the Steelers dynasty. But not not like anybody's like, Terry Bradshaw is not welcome. Uh, at Steelers facility anymore. That, that's a basically what you're saying. Is like, hey, middle finger, Jimmy Johnson, the architect of of the high end of the Super Bowl era for for our organization. Strange stuff. Why's Jerry doing this? Yeah, well, it's dumb. I mean, that's why you
0: shouldn't even invent a Ring of Honor. I mean, it was before Jerry. It's not his thing anyway. But uh, you know, the Hall of Fame, it's too late for that. But when you when you have a Ring of Honor, you're ultimately gonna have a decision to make based on a personality and that's a conflict. And that's what Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones go at, And that undermines the whole damn thing. It's really stupid. Really
3: dumb. Too many J's. Jerry Um, Jones, Jimmy Johnson. I couldn't even get that. Uh, Maybe that's another J envy.
0: Another J did well. uh, Justin Herbert, checks guy, five years, 262 million. You think check, this is a huge underpayment. Um, Now, what is though, what is Burrow gonna get? I put the over under at uh, same five years, but two hundred and seventy one and a half million
2: <laughs> That sounds about right. I'm, okay. I, I wonder if that's how the negotiation literally goes. Uh, you know, okay, well, the last guy just got this. He got that two weeks ago, so obviously you're gonna yeah. give us a raise of I don't know six figures to exceed that or right. I mean, I, I assume that's it that they literally take the numbers. Of Herbert's contract and say exceed this Bengals. Well, or we that's leave. what
0: Lamar Jet, right? I mean, he got like a million, right. in, just slightly more than Lamar, and then the next one is Which, higher, and then the next one goes higher. Yeah,
3: I mean, like he should. Like when you look at Herbert's first four years or three years mm-hmm. in the league, and look at Burrow's first three years, and like, yeah, one of those guys probably should make more than the other. Like, just the results are there. Yeah. Like, so, but it would I I would not be shocked to see him shine. As much as I do think he's going to be the 270, like the highest uh-huh. paid quarterback, all of that, it wouldn't shock me if he did like a Mahomes thing, where he signs like an eight year contract and stretches it all out in order to right. keep. Because one thing about Joe Burrow in his you know national career is as we've seen him, he has had weapons every step of the way. Yeah, and I think you know if I'm him, I'm like I'd like to keep those weapons when I'm going to war.
0: Yes, and uh, a lot of times those weapons were held by his offensive line, and then his offensive line turned around and shot him uh, in the pelvic area a bunch of times. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it goes both ways. I think. No, you're right. Yeah, he's got to keep uh, some of those guys. Around. The thing
2: that people the thing that people are not uh, I don't know if it's a regional uh, thing that I'm more aware of than than other people nationally you You're talking about the Bengals, everybody. This mm-hmm. is not this is not a spendy or. Mike Brown does not throw the bank around. Now, there are some signals that maybe things are changing in this mini era, but that's not, I mean, Higgins and chase are right there. Okay. They're going to move on from Mixon for reasons we just discussed involving the running back market, but right. You know, that's exactly right. Uh Martin is, is obviously right. He's going to want to keep Jamar chase in the fold at minimum, but you know, T Higgins is sitting there and you're dealing with all of this with the Mike Brown ownership mm-hmm. and they don't throw the money around. So I, I, it Burrow's going to have to do some of that. Like, take some of my money. And I don't mean that Aaron Rodgers give literal $35 million back to the organization, but he's going to have to, you know, they're going to constantly be in the contract modification. And I don't necessarily see somebody in that organization who's a master at work in the cap. Like some teams have those capologists who are wizards.
0: Rogers did take that pay cut $35 million, but, um, which is fine. And it does seem like he's dedicated to winning. That's, I mean, you can't really read into that that much more, but I don't think you could also read into that to say like, Whoa, he's definitely people are thinking definitely, definitely sticking around for two years now. It's like, all right. I don't know about that. Guys, <laughs> a little bit of a head case. Is anyone going to be surprised next year at this time when he's uh, making his 2024 decision from a, a cave in New Zealand? Like th- this is he's committed to winning this year, and that's where
2: I would draw the line. I mean, if he stinks in 2023, then yeah, he's obviously not going to come back. This idea that he even if, even if he's ten and seven, spaghetti gets mad. spaghetti gets mad when I talk about this. But I, <laughs> listen. Just because he has laid out a reality that yeah. he wants us all to accept, like, hey, I love it here. This is great. I'm all about winning now. Mm-hmm. Let's go have some fun and let's win. If he stinks, then that reality blows up. Who's gonna want him next year if he if they if they go eight and nine? Like, no, no, no. Okay, now 2024 Jets fans no, get what, on board. What if I mean, they do
0: what if they do what's expected of them that to make the playoffs? They're a slight favorite to make the playoffs. What if they're 10 and seven? And they win a playoff game or lose their first playoff game, and he yep. has a, a torrid relationship with the media. Right? They go, um, they go three and four, three and five to start the season, and uh, they they battle back to make the playoff. What if it's that? What if it's in the middle? I could see him still walking see, away. Right.
3: To your point, Sal. Greg Jennings has said a few different times uh, that he thinks the Jets are going to start one and six. If mm-hmm. the Jets start one and six, yeah. all of this all of it goes away all right. of this radio city music hall times square out on the town at taylor swift Yeah, it all falls apart no but that's just, obvious
0: that's obvious i'm trying yeah. to think most common case scenario if it's one in six of course anyone who's throwing is like uh, they don't they don't want him and he doesn't want it so um but yeah that's uh again we're talking about aaron Rodgers. good job check. i don't know how you did it again but
2: isn't, well, he, he refuses of, to not be talked about. He insists true. that we talk about him, then gets raw when he's talked about. Don't right. you see how it works?
3: Right. This is like the same thing. Is like when, you know, she breaks up with you, and then mm-hmm. you see on Instagram where she's doing all the things that you wanted her to do, but she won't wouldn't do it for you. She's with her new man, mm-hmm. and she's got all of a sudden. Now all of a sudden, all these things are no longer issues that used to be just the biggest problem with you. You know, you're wearing a black shirt. She hated when I wore black shirts, but right. now now because she's got a new man and it's all well and good and brand new and shiny and all of that. But I will say this: talk about training camp pictures. Aaron Rodgers looks old.
0: He looks old.
3: Some of those. He, he was is old. old. <laughs> I know, but I mean, he looks old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. Like Tom Brady, he got he got his surgeries together and his face. Like he didn't really start to really. Like, look too weird until his last year when he that weird suck in thing with his face. Like, right. Rogers now, Rogers looks like an old man. And I'm like, man, dude, you look like you need to go pick up the kids from school.
0: Well, Farv looked of, uh, old. Farv definitely looked old when he made that Jets move, right? He was, he was grained. Yeah. Uh, face. you have uh, stats on Farv? What were you going to say?
3: Well, it's just interesting because Favre took the Jets from four and twelve to nine and seven, and mm-hmm. they missed the playoffs. But then he actually it
2: seemed improved because then he he went and almost <coughs> took the Vikings to the Super Bowl. So I right. guess there is. Well, a he case got to hurt. Said, People forget Brett Favre got hurt team. in that Jets season, and they were tracking to the, track the postseason if right. he, if he hadn't. Um, you know, the big difference here is as is true of any AFC team that you attempt to speak about, you can, as I say, perennially, you can talk yourself into just about any pro football team right now in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, But in this AFC, I can convince myself about the Jets until I pick my head up and I look at who they have to play. I mean, the the Bills are let's say they do regress. They've lost one game. They've lost three games in three years. So that's probably not going to
0: pick a you got to pick a division winner, and they pretty much all play the same teams. Like I was looking at this too. I want to make a case for anybody else. So check you especially. I feel like you started you jinxed this Dolphins team. By in February, picking them to win the uh, AFC East. And then Tyreek Hill gets into trouble. And then this uh, Jalen Ramsey thing. And then between then, Tua says he was thinking about retirement. What are you going to do? You were loving that three to one to win the division. I know you don't want to lose the Bills. You're staying with it?
2: Three to one. The fish that saved Tua.
3: Let's (laughs) do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the mike wait, a white fish wait, led wait, a fish called to
2: a fish <laughs> yeah. called Tua. i don't know listen i yes three to one i'm sticking with it this All is right. this is uh, I, I am hanging in there the the problem with that team last year very specifically was on the offensive line at the two tackle spots. If we're being optimistic that the, the health is better there. Their defense wasn't great. The defense should something. be great even yeah. without Jalen Ramsey. This should, should be real good. And then you plug him back in and you hear December and you feel like, oh, well, the season's going to be over. But look at the schedule. The way it paces out, like it's not much more than like he'll. I, I'm not sure exactly, but I would guess it's that's about week 11 ish. Um, uh, on the calendar where for that what? hits for Jalen Ramsey, which is just in time, uh, as long as they yeah. don't poop the bed before then. And the other thing that that Greg Jennings slash Martin mm-hmm. both touched on. Look at what the Jets start with. Look at their first six games. It's I know, it, but it's, it's all it's all where you want it.
0: I know it, it, it's rough. Um, and also Vic Fangio. Not not much mentioned about him. Last time I heard of Fangio he uh, was a consultant for that Eagles defense, Super Bowl Sunday.
3: <laughs> and now he's running,
0: running things in Miami. All right, Shaq. I will three say, to one.
3: I I listened to that. Uh, there's a, a play callers podcast where they interview uh, Jordan Roderick interviews like McVay and Shanahan and Mike McDaniel and Robert Sala and all these like head coaches that kind of came from that like boys club in Washington, right? In 2012 mm-hmm. or 20 2011. Uh, after that, I'm in. I'm in. Let, bring it on. I, I, I like this McDaniel and Bancio. Like All I'm right. here with Dave. Like I kind of I, I see the vision. I hope that he runs the ball more next year. But I, I'm kind of secretly rooting for Miami now. At this point, I think after hearing, really? you know, Mike McDaniel talk for three hours or so, you know, kind of un, you know obviously edited, but like not in a press conference format. I want yeah. that guy to win because if nothing else, it's fun press conference.
2: Yeah. And by the way, for what it matters and, you know, people go back and forth as it suits their arguments, coaching matters or coaching doesn't matter as much as people want to make it may. But then everybody celebrates Brian Dable and the turnaround. And it's pretty obvious that coaching does matter in a lot of big spots. Mm-hmm. Um, Look through, look through the division, which coaching staff do you like the best? It's got to be the dolphins, right? Belichick is getting closer and closer to being a product of the Tom Brady experience. And Belichick always—he still
0: has had a top ten defense in the last eleven years. Right. So, that's the so one he's right now. Maybe Bill that.
2: O'Brien yeah. fixes things up, and right. then the question becomes: Do they have the talent on offense right. to make a go of things? Maybe they do. But you look at New York. Nate Hackett does stink. We learned that mm. last year that he stinks. He is a security blanket for Aaron Rodgers. It makes it okay up in New York because we saw Rodgers in the new offense three mm-hmm. years ago really struggle. So that erases mm. that more or less, but still, are you sure Bob Sala is the real deal? I'm not. And then you look at uh, Buffalo, no Leslie Frazier, year two of Ken Dorsey, two years removed from Brian Abel. It feels to me like the Dolphins, at least in the coaching department, have the edge on the rest of the division. Right. All right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I go, I like quarterback uh, to be
0: a consideration too. And I go Sala Rogers over McDaniel White, the two Mikes. I just don't like it. I mean, I don't like what the Dolphins are I putting t- forward. T- Mike
3: White's not the QB. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, he is. Mike White's going White. to first of all, first of all, Mike White is a guy that you know, when you sign him to your roster, he's <laughs> playing four games, minimal, regardless. Like he, he like now yeah. the fact that he do his backup, you can almost pencil it in for six. Yeah. But all of the things that you just laid out, Dave, are why I'm kind of been sitting on it and percolating. I don't know if it's just like over uh, a hatred from years in the past. I'm concerned about the Buffalo Bills. I'm concerned. I think it's going to be trouble in the AFC East for them. Like if they, the surprise team, like every year, there's a team that rises and a team that falls. If uh-huh. Buffalo was the team that falls, I would not be like I, I'm putting my planting my flag Baker Mayfield style. I think it the Bills stupid, might miss the but play it's sounds stupid,
0: but they have to be healthy on defense, right? They have to. They have Tradavius White has to come back and, and stay back and Von Miller and all that stuff that worked. And you're mm-hmm. right, Shaq, with Ken Dorsey in the second year. That's, uh, I, I don't know. And then the running backs, did it take a hit with James Cook and Damian Harris? I mean, they were still good. If you look at their numbers, <laughs> 13 wins should be enough uh, to tell you that they were good. but um, And that's in 16 gu- games. Obviously,
2: but way. yes, that, you know, uh, Hench on minus three. Is real down on Buffalo. He's calling eight and nine. I don't mm. know that I'm that down Ooh. on that. but you know, listen, Josh Allen hasn't had the rosiest off season. And you know, here's another one. A lot of the time, when you talk about coaches, you're a product of the QB you have. Right. Um, Sean McDermott, like, are we? Are a, another one. He's been around for um, the majority of his years now. Are you know are, are with Josh Allen as his mm-hmm. QB. We sure at this point that Sean McDermott is up to it. I'm not saying putting a competent team on the field, but like really getting over the hump and running the gauntlet of January in the no, AFC. No. No, I'm not that's a I don't know. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know. I've
0: kind of studied for regular season win totals and we'll go over those in the coming weeks and bills have gone over their regular season projection five of the last six years. So it's really hard to just say, Oh, Josh, you know, he he sucks. Now we're going to go back. We're going to go the other way. So um, how far they get in the playoffs is one thing, but I still think they're the class of the division right now. A lot of people
2: though are hanging their hat on this, which is like, Hey, Dalton Kincaid fixes that. That's your set. You're, you're definitely, you're banking on a rookie tight end. That's going to be, that's going to be, Oh, we got Leonard Floyd too. With Von yeah. Miller, who 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 didn't finish last season and Leonard Floyd has had his health issues, there's a lot of optimism required to buy that the Buffalo Bills dominate the division once again. And like I say, are they they've lost a total of three games in the, the division over the last three years? Yeah. Is that gonna repeat this year? Unlikely. Probably not.
3: I, All right, let's also go ahead, I have I'm sorry, Sal. So I got one more thing that's checking sure. in my crawl. Mike Sando came out with his NFL tiers of quarterbacks and everybody he interviews all these unnamed sources and, and well-placed GMs and scouts and all of this. What exactly does Josh Allen do better than Jalen Hurts? Because if Josh Allen is a tier one quarterback, I don't understand how Jalen Hurts isn't. And I know that I'm putting you guys on the spot and I know you maybe don't even agree with this. My whole point is that if Josh Allen's tier one Maybe just maybe the guy who actually has won a championship game of some sort should also be tier one as well. Or maybe they're both tier two.
0: He's played a similar style for probably one year longer than Jalen
2: Hurts. That's Right. right. At that level, you know, right. That's I think the only difference. Do it again, Jalen Hurts. That's all. That's all I would say about Jalen. my my only concern. Well, not my only concern with the Eagles this year, but that's my main one with this kissing Jalen Hurts into this level exactly like you're talking about. It's been Mm. one year. I had my doubts about Joe Burrow. Coming out of LSU, it's like, okay, you did it the one year, but are we definitely sure this is re- right. a repeatable thing? So, yeah, I'll, I'll be cynical Ooh. until Hertz does it one more. And by the way, that style he's playing, mm. people, are, oh, but look at his lower half. He can, he can squat, yeah. you know, 2,000 pounds. Like, all right, the guys hitting him are big, too. So you want to run around a lot in the NFL. You're eventually going to get hurt. Right.
0: Exactly. All right. Listen, let's take a quick break. We, we've earned it. And uh, then we're going to give you a free play. It's going to win. We're going to go 3-0 and today. We'll be right back after this break.
5: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. All right,
0: Giants, Diamondbacks. Giants are home, actually an underdog, because Zach Gallen is hurling for the snakes. Tough to bet against, but I'm doing it. I'm going Giants. Mm. Plus 107, Alex Cobb, no slouch. For San Francisco, six and three, two nine seventy RA, 100 strikeouts in about 106 innings pitch. And the Giants have won 56% of their games as underdogs. So there you go. I'll also give a little bonus pick this, uh, the the women's soccer. Now, no one's awake to see this, but both teams to not score in the first half is now 39 and two, Martin. 39 and two. Now, you have to string like four and four together to get it down to even or minus 130 or something, but. 39-2 39-2 and two is a, a tough trend to beat. And then you just wake up and you win, and it's nice. Uh, who do you have for play of the day?
3: My play of the day, I'm going with the over in the Cubs and the uh, the Cubs and the Reds game. Uh, the Reds' offense has been much better against righties than it has against lefties. Ben Lively is going today. He's been pitching very well, and I think you'll probably see him come back down to earth a little bit. And uh, still, for the Reds, is not necessarily a uh, – He's not Justin Verlander in 2013, so I'm taking the over oh. in Reds and the Cubs. There. Speaking a of a former Mets that I'm about to be traded, of- I- and Verlander.
0: Yeah, Verlander. Is he going to survive? <laughs> Do you even want you want to be traded if you're Verlander at this point, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you, but you'll you'll go to. 18 teams before the Mets. All right. Chase. He yeah. doesn't
2: want to be on the miracle Mets of 2023. <laughs> they pull off the big rally. They get rid of the uh, the bad yeah. guy named Max Scherzer and turn this season around, right. man. Come the on.
0: miracle will come
2: if they add gold uh, Golden's mustard um, somehow to the slate <laughs> in September. <laughs> that, that will make the season a success for yeah, Sal. That's right. Uh, yeah, when when he enters, that guy who plays the trumpet for your closer got hurt. Like, that's what they should do when mm. they play. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> uh,
3: the thing is, Timmy, Tom, Timmy trumpet, Tommy trumpet. Yeah. That was, yeah, hey that, Tommy. Sal, that was a time last year, man, The narco, <laughs> I know.
0: Meanwhile, that guy's God, homeless was, now. He hasn't worked in a year. It's very sad. It's a, it see? Was, nice trickle it was down. all down for good Diaz just a
2: injury. year ago. Yeah. You see, it's the same as the writer's strike. Yeah, the craft exactly. services people yes. suffer. That trumpet player's uh, on the outside trumpet now players because of that strike. knee injury. Yeah. Um. I'm surprised Martin doesn't want to show a little bit of faith in his Detroit Tigers there. They're they're paying a visit uh, mm. down the Rust Belt just a little bit. The Banks of the Three Rivers, ready to play the Pittsburgh Pirates. Obeido, been a tough luck starter, hadn't won a game in two months, but he'd been pitching well against Matt Manning. I really want to take the Bucks, who've won, for what it matters, their <laughs> last month. two series. they won their last two series, but... Right. I have to abide by the law that these are two bum teams. And what are you possibly betting on them now that we're past uh, the century mark in games for the season? Instead, this one I don't love, but I'm going to take the Braves to revert to form Spencer Strider's a superior pitcher, mm-hmm. even though he's had a couple of tough luff, uh, had a tough outings. Two of his last three haven't gone his way, not quality starts. Patrick Sandoval for the visiting halos has been a little bit better, but You know I'm a pedigree snob. The Braves are the best team by far and away in the National League. They're at home. Spencer Strider on the hump against Sandoval. I admire what the Halos are doing, but I think that they will just gently fade away into night and the Braves will further entrench themselves as the team. I say lay the run and a half down there in Atlanta, and uh, if you do so, the payout is minus 120. All right,
0: Strider, hotly contested NL Cy Young, uh, really. Do, re- but he needs here. it, he and kind of, I think that's he why it. he steps up. He needs to, to, to step back up here. It's a Zach Allen, who I mentioned, going against my pick, uh, plus 270. Blake Snell, plus 350. He's a remarkable last two months. And uh, Spencer Strider, plus 350. If they all even are on those teams, who knows? Maybe they'll get traded uh, dish to the American League. By the way, I was looking at it, and with games being shorter now, because of the pitch clock and, you know, more runs. Averages are up, believe it or not. Um, Doesn't seem like it. bigger bases. I still feel there's not a lot of energy that the baseball should have right now. Now, listen, Mets fans, Yankees fans, Pirates fans, Tigers fans. There's no reason to be excited, but I'm looking at these divisions. The Braves lead by 11. All right. So forget that Orioles lead by a game and a half in the AL East. Twins lead by a game in the AL Central. Rangers lead by a half game over the Astros in the AL West. Reds lead by a game and a half in the NL Central. Dodgers only two and a half game lead in the West and a three and a half game lead over the Diamondbacks. Shaq, if they're right. not, people are not excited now, Martin. What, what, when is going to happen?
3: I, hey, you know what? I am excited. Honestly, I got my red. Okay. I put it in like three months ago, <laughs> two months ago. I'm sitting pretty one and a half games up at like seven and a half to one on that mm-hmm. ticket. Like I I know Dave declared it over at the deadline. Baseball is dead. <laughs> I am looking forward to watching baseball tonight. And I really have been enjoying this season. I took pitch clock, a win, bigger bases, a win. And it was awesome seeing just the other day when Cabrera was or Miguel Cabrera was down in Miami. They turned off the pitch clock right. to give him a, little, a, a moment to have a standing ovation. You don't have that unless you have a pitch clock to turn off. Not I love, sure. I like. I, this has been the most enjoyable baseball season for me in All quite right. some time, which is ironic because my team sucks. Yeah, I like, like that. I came into this thing with covering a team winning a hundred games a year. And that was what I was established and used to. Now I end up seeing like, you know, the remnants of Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander and so on moving mm-hmm. about. But like, I've had a good time this baseball. season. I really I like have the
0: spirit. I like the spirit bar. I don't understand it necessarily, but I do like it. I like it going in.
2: Um, <laughs> I, you know, I Can I tell myself. you something else? I've with. enjoyed this baseball season too. I, I, I this is uh okay. this has been the most enjoyable year in, in uh Baseball that I in the last I guess you know four or five six years for me I I weirdly watch well, pretty much every single Pittsburgh Pirates game. Um, all right, good. so
0: yeah, I mean, listen, I just read off the divisions, how close each of them is. It'd be fun if uh, Otani came close to Judge's sixty-two, right? um But I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. uh But yeah, let's have New a nice York City
2: kind of wags the dog, though, doesn't right. it? In baseball terms, not mm-hmm. in football, it is very weird. That, you know, the Jets are getting some heat this year, but the Giants aren't some consistent powerhouse. And L.A. is what it is in pro football. That the NFL is as popular as it is, despite not having these powerhouse teams on either coast. But I think baseball is dented when the Yankees and the Metropolitans aren't good. A little Boston,
0: too. One of those teams has to be good. One of those three, I think. Uh, Meanwhile, Shaq, you and I care. 37 days until football. Greatest 37s? Not a lot jumped out at me. Sean Alexander, Rodney Lester Harrison. Lester the Molester Hayes. Lester, Lester Hayes, the Molester is right. the
2: best. Well, Rodney Harrison, Sean Alexander. Who are we missing? No, Rodney Harrison. See, Lester Hayes is painted as a villain because he used stick em. Right. Um. You know, obviously he took a bath in it with Fred Bolitnikoff, the two of them, two-man tub of, uh, mm-hmm. of that before they would play the Steelers in the postseason. Spoiler alert, it rarely helped them. Um, but uh yeah, Sean Alexander, like you say, Patrice Patrice Bergeron. Oh, in now the you're NHL. going up. I mean,
3: can't you just check? Yeah, yeah. Shaq. I say, 37 you guys both should be disappointed in yourself.
2: And then
0: I listen days players. to all And basketball. Yeah. This guy
3: brings up a hockey player. I'm going to bring Kenny up a basketball Rogers, player, too, while you're, while you're say, on the— Steven <laughs> Michael Cassie, Gleason, Cassie backup safety for the New Orleans Saints, is the best number 37 Who is that has ever existed. Steve Gleason. Steve Gleason.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's right. Blocked the punt against
3: the Falcons in the reopening of the Superdome. A memory I will never ever forget. That was great. Established me at 11 years old, and now 25 years or 20 years later, I live and die with every move that this team makes. In part because of one number 37, uh, yes. 37 on his jersey, number one in your hearts, Steve Gleason. I forgot that about. That is awesome. That I, that I, should, that I, I lost that.
0: money on that. By the way, that was a Monday night game, and I uh, I think I it was against Atlanta. Is that Atlanta? You know, it was Atlanta. I you did, bet yeah.
2: against the Saints. Yes, I did.
0: I
3: <laughs> took
2: the Katrina, you know what? did what Not it so, did the New Orleans. This that's
3: is the ultimate is, don't pass. Yeah, that's the ultimate <laughs> don't pass. Right. <laughs> well, there. Martin, hey. what week
0: was that? Because they were so bad in the um in the in the games that they had to play on the road. If you remember, leading up to that, right, they were forced to play yes. on the road, and I was like, this team just doesn't have it. I, I took the. I, I was like, all right, this is this. This year is a dud for them, right? They just can't get up for it. I didn't say, oh, well, they're gonna go back to New Orleans for this one week and just light the world on fire.
3: Anyway, I've been a wrong times.
2: why would you bet against the Saints? In <laughs> I just front told of those you they people. Were uh
3: I guess memories, we missed a, it, was, yeah. it was in the What's first up? quarter of the season, right? Cause I know they started yeah. that season. I started mm-hmm. it in New York against right. the Giants and then played a home game in Arlington.
0: Yeah, they laid that an egg so, or two in
3: a row yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. They, and, um, and so I want—if I have had to guess—I'm thinking it's week four, Monday night football. Okay. maybe week three. Well, after you were into right, that. that team was dead in the water until they went, but they went yeah. home. It's Superdome, baby. You want to talk about home field advantage right there? Bah, bah, bah.
0: I guess we're missing the uh, the greatest 37 of all time, football wise. Doke Walker, Shaq. What are your favorite Doke Walker highlight? You want to share
2: yeah see i don't, I, I can't speak about uh, <laughs> okay. my my affection for Doug walker but i'll tell you one great one is joe delaney who passed away after uh, his yeah. rookie years he jumped into i think it was a lake yeah to save some kids and he drowned he saved the kids but he but right. he drowned but he was a star for one year on mm-hmm. the astroturf and arrowhead his highlights are fun uh, yeah. to go back and check him out and obviously uh, 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 yeah. A solid fella to do something like that.
3: Sal, so I will say this talking about Dope Walker, covered the yeah. Lions for like eight years, always saw his name in the ring of honor, Dope Walker mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Today, years old when I found out that he was white, when I just Googled him. Really? <laughs> I had no idea that Dope Walker <laughs> Doak. was a white man. That sounds <laughs> like the name I of a. You know,
0: I just Would you not have covered him so fondly had you known this?
3: I mean, the the <laughs> amount of articles I wrote about Dope Walker li- limits to zero. But I did know his name because he was right up there next to Bobby Lane, I which gotcha. I should have just looked at the time and like figured it out. But I swear, was, the shock on my face is that when I Googled Dope Walker was white. No, right. no kidding. Who no would have guessed? A white thirty. It's weird too,
2: Sean Alexander. For all the buzz about who who doesn't get into this Hall of Fame or that, Sean Alexander gets zero buzz, and I I'm not going to make an argument for him. But imagine. Somebody telling you like, oh yeah, no one will ever talk about Sean Alexander mm. the year that he was scoring all those touchdowns. Wait a minute, Sheck
0: is not going to make an argument for someone to go into the Hall of Fame. This is this could be a first, Martin.
3: Oh, I You're got, got too long a
2: list of people. I got too
0: long bet, uh, many. Sean Alexander
3: to- really needs to take a look in the mirror and wonder what yeah, he no did kidding. in his what career to doing not doing have Dave <laughs> uh, st- stump for him to the Hall of Fame. Uh,
0: listen, Hall of Fame entertainer Paul Rubens left us yesterday. Uh, it's so sad. Pee Wee Herman left. He kept his health condition a, a secret for almost six years. He was very close to my cousin, John, uh, check, you know him. I've met, uh, Paul Rubens many times. Always nice to me and the family brought, and you read all these tributes. He really brought a lot of generations together, similar to the uh, people gonna laugh at this, the Beatles, I think where the children and the parents can enjoy the work of the, the artist, you know, that's what Pee Wee's Playhouse and Pee Wee's Big Adventure did just a a wacky, generous and uh, caring genius. He'll be missed 70. Couldn't believe he was that old. Makes us feel old, too, Shaq.
2: Yeah. And uh, I've I've heard a number of anecdotes. I had no idea that he was uh, such a consistently generous and gracious guy. But, uh, you know, uh, of course, uh, just in terms of the work he did peewee's big adventure is one of the classic comedies of all time if you haven't right. watched it in a while go watch it it's it's a great point you make it is truly a movie for all ages i don't i don't mm-hmm. know yeah a, a seven-year-old would probably be delighted by it as would uh an old schnook like me is in repeat viewings
0: yeah and there's uh- endless um tributes about like people like just writing an email to him or a letter and be like mm-hmm. you brought my daughter and i together and i was going through a divorce and this is what we had on friday nights when i'd have her i took and he'd be like why don't you come over my house and then like oh boy you, you're waiting for something weird to happen it's like no he was just a lonely guy and like very generous and he would make people lunch and have them at their house and uh yeah it's uh he's a one-of-a-kind i know we say that uh, a lot but you have uh you a Wee fan martin
3: I mean, I hadn't really Martin thought about Martin didn't know he was pee-wee white Hermit.
0: until today, uh, by <laughs> the way.
3: <laughs> I hadn't thought about pee Wee Herman in like twenty years. But to your point, like, yeah, <laughs> he was a, a seminal part of my childhood. And all it, right. it it was kind of cool to see all the stories that came out. I saw the one that you're talking just referenced about, you know, the dad who was like he only had his kid for a certain period of time and they all yeah. did Pee Wee playoffs. Like, I always do find it cool when, you know, people who are you know, you assume to be super millionaires or super rich and super famous are just regular people because ultimately they started out somewhere that's regular, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, because you do read those stories, like, okay, where's the weird thing? Like, where's the, oh, yeah. and then he took me to the back. And it's like, well, no, it's just a bunch, like, this guy just seemed to enjoy hosting people at his yeah, home. Yeah, Peary Herman's a regular sandwiches. person. Yeah.
0: yeah. It takes yeah, you back. Go a figure,
3: little. right? Like, he right. would, like, so I, I think that that was really cool. But honestly, Hee Wee uh Herman gave me the creeps when I was cool. a <laughs> kid.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> I'm glad we can't end on that. <laughs> Why? The bike? You didn't like the way he rode a bike?
3: It was just something <laughs> about the whole, like the big adventure was <laughs> like my, like the that was not, I did not see that and think, oh man, like, right. this is awesome. Like I was like, we don't ever need to see this. My sister, right. bigger fan. But like yes. Martin, and I was like, we can go back to watch
2: him. <laughs> I think that was kind of the point. You're supposed to think he's a weirdo.
3: Yes, you, you kind
2: of like him. You're rooting for him anyway, even though he's such a such, a, such an oddball character. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But he, um, yeah, he he was. Um, those movies are um, are are they still stand up? And what's the the thing? I I guess I forgot is that he wrote Big Adventure with Phil Hartman.
0: Yeah. Right collaborative effort yeah amazing right and phil hartman was great in those episodes too yeah all right so you'll be missed Pee Wee herman and that's it uh that does it for another episode of extra points listen to speaking of weirdos sheck and kevin hancher back but before that it's sheck and Chris Long, right? On no, three.
2: no, other way around. What? Hench is oh, right, on am right. and yes. about the bills yeah. and That's Julian right. Edelman didn't come up and he's insulting me and my <sighs> approach to, you know, my you know my my way I talk like you know I jump from topic to topic. What do you all mean that, Julian? Edelman.
0: Julian Edelman didn't come up or
2: it did? It didn't come up, which uh, was okay, weird yeah. because on yeah. our text chain uh, it's. I'm
1: done. You, I, you and him enough. going back and forth What am forth I supposed to do?
0: I, I disagree. He he wants to he wants to stack the hall with patriots who didn't do anything in the regular season. I I think there should be. I mean, honestly, did, are you surprised to learn that he only had five playoff touchdowns with all the all the accolades for his Super Bowl performances?
2: I mean, they, I've they, made my case. I, I, I don't know. Were you surprised at that number?
0: Up. Were you surprised at that number?
2: For uh, yeah,
4: yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: but I he's mean, a, but he's a central figure in three Super Bowl victories. That's why he goes into the Hall of Fame. I for know, me, they, and I'm not arguing about Bob Ory going into the NBA into they, the basketball. They didn't get Hall of Fame through the, same the playoffs
0: because of him, is what I'm saying. I would have thought he would. I mean, Gabe Davis uh, has four playoff touchdowns. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I don't know what, uh, who else did I say? Spaghetti, Hakeem Nicks. Congratulations, you're gonna have a giant, another giant in the Hall of Fame. It's up there. I mean, you
3: gotta you gotta ask. Uh, who would you rather have, Julian Edelman or Tyreek Hill? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, have to think about. I mean, obviously, the answer is probably a you know, guy from Kent State. Duh.
0: I have to think. I'll have to think. All right. Listen, I want to remind everyone Chris Long there.
2: later in the week. Chris yes. Long's coming up, I believe, on Wednesday. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Eddie Spaghetti, but it was a great conversation that is in your future, listener, and he gives Eddie Spaghetti some sage marital advice, oh. and we talk about training camp, and okay. we do all of it Great. Right.
0: All right. Yes. And catch the uh, engagement tour with Eddie and Jada. That's good. We're going to get that. Those um, jerseys going. You said it's a Jersey. I, I saw that, that Mr. Monorama Jersey. Is that what it is?
4: Yeah, I'm take usually the the female, yeah. the woman takes the man's last name. I'm going to, I'm going to zig whenever I'll zags. I, I like the it. other name. So I'm um, now Mr. Montferano and yeah, uh, engage in the Ooh. front, have the date. I will sign and frame it. We could uh, auction it off I love on it. the, uh, the eBay. <laughs> How much can
0: we get for that? You're in the business, t shirts and uh, memorabilia.
3: I mean, a lot more than a Nick Mangold okay. jersey. I'll tell <laughs> you that for sure. I'm,
5: I, I will, I'll put the bidding. I start the bidding at fifty bucks. Oh, I I'm think it's got to it be more right now for that. All right,
3: we'll figure yeah. it out.
0: Uh, <laughs> reminder, I, everyone I out there. I just can't believe
3: mentioned. that. Oh, my fault. I was about to. <laughs> no, I can't believe Jada it. didn't yeah. want to take spaghetti as her last name. Go figure.
0: <laughs> Jada Spaghetti's a nice name, <laughs> especially in the industry she's in. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to try this again. Reminder, everyone out there, you may feel like underdogs, but please remember, you're all our favorites. We'll see you Thursday.